0: You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN
1: 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Oh, yes, guy. Or as I like to say, boo-boo-boo-boo. Jim Taddy summing for Matthew Cause, and producer Nick lurking in the background. Gameplay on TSN 1050 brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams in the FanDuel Sportsbook app Now. Mr. Christmas is here. Frankie C., how are you today, sir? You're right, Jimmy. Nick is lurking today. I found that when I walked
0: (laughs) in the studio. Nick was just lurking. That's a great way to describe what he's all about today. And he scoped out your food, didn't he? Yeah, he was hungry, too. He had to step out and grab his own lunch while you were on the phone there. But you didn't even notice. You didn't notice. You were too too deeply invested in that interview. I got a couple things right off the hop, Jimmy. I don't know if if you're okay with that. Uh, Um, Go ahead, sir. Can you tell (laughs) me why... Every time there's bad weather, whether it's bad rain or snow or sleet, whatever it is, there's some goon who has to oh. drive like an absolute <laughs> moron and weave in and
1: out. Why is that? Who is that goon? That, that, who is, that's you, my, that, do you know That is that person? my favorite. I, I, every storm I've ever driven through, it's like, oh, guy, I didn't know the Indy 500 was this weekend. You're not like, You're not that guy. Yeah. There's no way you're no, that no, guy. No. I just want to know. I'm a, I, I would love I to know it.
0: one of these people, like, because in, in, I don't yeah. know anyone like that, but if, if you're one oh. of those goons who does that in this weather, just wow. uh, reach out. L- let me know what it, you're it, thinking.
1: It, it, it sort of works its way into two of my theories. Uh, one of them is, regardless of the driving conditions, you could never be the fastest car. It's impossible because there's always somebody that's willing to go 10K faster than you and, and will be right up your tail looking at the, the serial number on your car somewhere. I mean, there's just always somebody who does that. And the other one is regardless of how bad the snowstorm is, there's somebody who has to, and I don't know if they've got this uh, some kind of traction thing put on their car, but they do exactly what you say. They have to get there. They're a half hour late for something. they got to go in and out of lanes when, when you shouldn't really do that because you, you cause other people to to. React to how yeah. you're driving, and, and you know, the, and the roads are very slippery. So that, you know, your reaction time is. If you overreact, then you're done. You, For you, sure. A, and and, and, I've been and,
0: getting this one too, Jimmy. And this one, this one's kind of driving me. out. Listen, I drive if I'm going on the four hundred seven, and there's no traffic. Four hundred one, there's no traffic. I'm good to go about twenty twenty-five over, no problem. I think oh, we keep the oh, pace God. moving like that. Probably not going to yeah. get a ticket. It, it's fair. Now. If you are behind me and you start giving me the high beams and I'm going oh, 20 that, that, over, that, I wanna, that is the ridiculous thing. I want to <laughs> see you at the stoplight <laughs> and I
1: want to get out and throw fists <laughs> with you. That That's where you become George Costanza's father. Yes. You want a piece of this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't want to.
0: You know yeah. what? I'll tell you what, though. I've seen your meat cleavers for your hands. I do not <laughs> yeah. want to go through the feats of strength with you this festivist season. <laughs>
1: Arm, I, got a, I got a family history of some great arm wrestlers, and I'm not the best. I got, a, I got a cousin who was an arm wrestling champion. He's got some meat hooks. Yeah, yeah. You're like fifth best <laughs> yeah. in the Taddy uh, yeah. lineage. I, I think the, the Taddy family came up with the original feats of strength. You want some turkey? Boom. You can't have any. Your arm's broken. <laughs> yeah. I
0: heard you guys doing Yes Guy, No Guy, and I was, I was a little surprised yeah. Nick didn't ask one that I, I thought he would for sure have fired up for oh, you. I'll, you want to so, hear it? So what is that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Nick, do we have the music queued up for Yes Guy,
1: No Guy?
2: Oh, yeah. Let's yes do
1: Guy, No Guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the <laughs> Frankie C edition of Yes Guy, No Guy. Go I only ahead, have sir. one. I only have one.
0: It's a Festivus-themed <laughs> Yes Guy, No Guy. We'll see if we come up yeah. with a supplemental, but this, this is the one I came up with. Um, yes, guy, no guy. The tatman will crush multiple boxes of s cookies this festivist season.
1: No guy, no uh, the guy. ultimate res- the ultimate restraint. I have none in the house wow. uh, unless i'm visiting relatives and and the plate comes out. I've already warned people. You know, I was at my brother's last night, and and I I, I warned people that I'd take that, take that tray, and, and put it outside. I do not want to see it because uh, it's going to force me to uh, live up to my standard, and yeah. it's going to be inhaled, and then I'll have to ask you what it was because it'll lead it too fast. Exactly, Hol- I'm, I'm holiday guy, around, guy. Holiday oh, restraint guy. That's what you are. Bad guy around pastries. Not good. So I don't. Uh, I stay away from them. All right. That's all I you got. Know, you're, for your you. buddy. Okay, your buddy with the cannoli machine. If I ever meet him, look, I'm gonna have to buy new clothes. Yeah,
0: we're gonna we're gonna get that going. We're gonna bring some cannolis to the game one night. We'll have some with Ralphie and Bonesy. We're just we're waiting for the right night. I guess Nick Nick just threw his arms up in the air because but Nick's not in the stadium anymore, so I don't know how he's gonna get cannolis. Like we're, we're not oh, gonna, gonna send have you to a care package the, guy.
3: I'm very yeah, upset sorry, guys. You can't you can't talk about cannolis and not give one to me at this point. Come on. That's just rude. Well,
0: I think we are going to do that, guy. You're stiffed. Yeah. Luca will be in there. Luca will be in there like a dirty shirt. He'll have two or three, oh, no problem.
1: I, I'm going to I'm going to have to uh, uh, injure Luca on the way to the cannoli tray. Yeah, just hit him with
0: one of your meat cleavers.
1: <laughs> yeah, boom. Oh, sorry, guy. I'm just reaching for something. Did yeah. I hit you in the eye? Good. Yeah, sorry, guy. Shouldn't have been standing there. I don't know what to tell oh, my you. Other line is, my other line is, this won't hurt a bit. I lied. <laughs> All right, guy. What are we talking about? Talking about today, we're talking sports I or what? I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about uh, the Leafs. Sort of role. I mean, you know, after that long streak, they were going to have some games where, even though they would win, I mean, they're a little off in terms of what they were before. But that's okay. I, I don't worry. Here, let me put it to you this way: Do you ever did? How much concern is there about the game before the Christmas break and the game after because it's a guy who follows them i never, I didn't really care about either one of those two games in, in my in my past no it's funny like the the game
0: before the Christmas break you can pretty much put any amount of money on never seeing that video again like that's that's, that's yeah, one of those Scott. ones where it's one of those games. You're you're almost half in, half out. You got some guys got the private bird ready to go. They're they're on their way home. Um, the one coming back from Christmas break in any league I've played in, I found that one to be more difficult to play because you just had two days where you traveled. You went home. You see family, friends. It's very hectic. If you're like me, you eat a lot, like large quantities during those two days, oh. more than you're used to. So you're carrying a little extra, um, and you, you probably didn't get on the bike and you didn't skate so and then oftentimes that game is on the road so it's like you'll get in back to Toronto have an afternoon practice fire up the bird and they're going to be in St. Louis so they'll get there a little later um, it's just a different routine different schedule that game's a little more l- lethargic but you know as far as the game before Christmas it's nice to go into the Christmas break with a good feeling the fact that you know th- this good accomplishing feeling and for the Leafs like they had such a great first half, unofficial first half, right? Because they have more games to go until it's the the, the real halfway point of the season. But you know, it, it's just one of those ones where everyone kind of says Merry Christmas. Everyone shakes hands. Everyone's leaving the rink feeling good, and you're coming back feeling good about your game and where your team's at.
1: Okay. Two ridiculous questions that I've always wanted the answer to. So, uh, when you go into a Christmas break, I mean, how much weight could you put on as a player? No. And how long does it take to take it off? No,
0: not that much. I, I totally over exaggerated that. You're not, you, if anything, you're down weight at this point of the year because you're on the ice so much and it's hard to keep up, especially if you're playing. Like, if you're a guy who plays every single night, which I, I never really was. Um, but you know, if, if you're one of those guys, you're down pr- from training camp, you could be down 10 pounds. So that, that's not a big deal. It's not like you're putting any weight on like that. What, what it really is, is in an NHL season, it's very rare that you get two days off in a row. Um, in the American Hockey League, it happens because it's a predominantly a weekend yeah. league. In Europe, we would get two days off from time to time. NHL never happens. It's like all-star break. And, and if there's a bye week mixed into the schedule, that's, that's when you get those consecutive days off. So that's the only thing that feels a little different. It's like, you know, when, when you have a day off, During the season and you're used to being on the ice Every day the first practice back you can Feel a little slow a little sluggish not as Crisp then you just you you pick up Like it, it picks right back up for you Very very easily but you know The two days off makes a little more of a Difference we're not we're not talking Putting
1: on weight or anything
0: like that though
1: okay so another ridiculous question and, and it's hard to get an answer on this because even this year is not pre-covid and obviously during covid uh the the family circle was was very tight for obvious reasons but in a normal situation at christmas time uh what, what's your best guess in your situation and people that you knew and in terms of like how many people would you see is, is it just all family and if you were going in on on a bit of a, a skid with the team how awkward is that when you're having
0: those conversations. Um, no, not that awkward. Everyone's pretty much just happy to see you. As, as much as you're fully immersed in, in the rigors of a regular season, you'd be surprised the people around you that don't know every single detail as far as what's happened. Mostly the people in your, your friend group, your family, your support group, they're just supportive of you and they're happy you're playing in the NHL and, um, they're your number one fan. So there's, you know, there's not a lot of, um, you know, conversations people need to steer clear from or anything like that. Um, but you know what? For me, it was always if I had two days off, it's like you know I, I see my family for for one of the days. I go see my wife's family for one of the days, and then we're we're back at it. We're back playing. So um, you know, it, it, there's not a lot of time to see old acquaintances as far as buddies from high school and, and stuff like that. In junior hockey, like when I was in the OHL, we would get like seven to nine days off for Christmas. So I would bring my equipment home. I would see all my pals. Um, you know, you could make more of a- Point to see people that you don't necessarily see as often, but um, when it's you know when you're in the NHL and it's two days plus travel there and back, it's like who's the essentials? Family, grandparents, a couple cousins, and then you're you're right back at it. It's it's a really quick turnaround.
1: Okay, uh, it's not a yes-guy, no-guy, but it's sort of uh, from a the yes-guy, no-guy family. I know, but uh, how much better are the Leafs as they head into this Christmas break than you th- than you thought they would be when, when we started to follow them in, in training camp? So I yeah. don't know where you had them pegged, but w- where they are now, well, I think, is uh, way ahead of any what anybody
0: thought. Well, it's an interesting question because if if you didn't look at the journey itself, if you just said, where did you have this team pegged at the start of the season and where would you expect them to be now – they're probably right there. Like That's exactly where I would have expected this team. Um, maybe first in the Atlantic, second, third in the Atlantic, somewhere S- like that.
1: Standing-wise. Yeah, standing standing wise, Standing-wise.
0: Standing-wise. That's, yeah. that's where I would have expected this team to be. But when you look at the, the journey that, that they've kind of been on from the start of the season to now, and all the things they've had to overcome from all the defensemen being out, the goaltenders being out, having to rally past all that stuff, that's what makes it more impressive to me is the fact that they're right where they should be and where we thought they would be, but they've overcome all this adversity along the way. Um, And in years past, as you know, if something happens, a big player goes out, goaltenders struggle, it seems to derail the team for a longer period of time. And this year, that hasn't been the case. In fact, they've actually gotten better. Like they're, they're playing better defensively. And, um, you know, they're, they're having great individual performances from Willie Nylander and Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and John Tavares. Like you go down the list, there's been a lot of great stretches for, for the leadership group of this team. So, um, you know, if, if I looked at their expectations at the start of the season, I'm thinking, yeah, they're right where they should be. But the fact that they've had to overcome all these hurdles along the way, that's what makes it more impressive to me.
1: Frankie, see, you're on overdrive today. Uh, You're with me on the 27th when we're doing the St. Louis game, right? Uh, If you want me there, I will be there, yes. You're there, guy. You're there. I'll send the limo. (laughs) Perfect. Are we going to (laughs) do it from Yes Guy headquarters? Uh, I don't think that's possible, guy. It's pretty Uh, jammed here. Yeah. You know, the legal team just does not quit. They won't take any time off. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. They're running up the bill.
0: Working around the clock. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Frankie C., thanks very much. Appreciate it. Yes, guy. Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry Christmas, guy. Thank you very much. Uh, the First Up Football Survival Pool is now on a TSN CA headline each week and choose which team you think will win their next game. If they win or, in the case of a tie game, you keep moving on. If you choose wrong, then you're out. If you miss a week, you're out. Last person standing will score a free set of Rodex tires along with install at your local Cal Tire facility as well as 2500 bucks in cash. TSN 1050's First Up Football Survival Pool is sponsored by Rodex, an exclusive uh, cal tire brand so cal tire is uh, obviously the uh, the sponsor there coming up next the friday podium and how did you know this is gameplay on tsn 1050 tsn1050.ca and the iHeartRadio radio app
3: this is gameplay
0: on tsn 1050 see that's a cool g daddy oh you gotta let it ride embrace the odds i want winners Gold, silver, and bronze yogurt lids. It's time for Maddie to own the Friday
3: podium. Now the bronze are really blue, and they're also the backside of the gold, so no flipping. And give us his top three sports stories of the week.
1: Well, no, Maddie, but you'll have to settle for Taddy. Does that make any sense?
3: Yeah, it makes sense to me.
1: Okay, so um, you're you're going to give
3: us your three too, aren't you? Absolutely, I got my three ready okay. to go. Um, okay. As well. So, you want, do you want me to start, let's, let's, or do you want to go first?
1: Yeah. No. You. You do number. Well, do these in in uh, ascending order. So we'll both do number three, and then we'll go to number two and number one. So you you give me your number three, and then I'll give you mine.
3: Absolutely. So my bronze for story for the week is NFL QB injuries heading into the playoffs. We've had a couple big name quarterbacks go down. Jalen Hurts, as I mentioned, the Steelers fighting for a playoff spot still don't have Kenny Pickett back. How big are these injuries going to be this weekend? How much are they going to affect the playoff races? I'm very interested in this. It's unfortunate that it is a conversation because we want to see the best players playing every single game. But it is an intriguing story, so I have it as my bronze.
1: My bronze is my Detroit Lions. I love this story. They, you know, they're not all there. I, I'm an object, objective guy. And when I look at this team, uh, secondary is weak. Uh, you, you know, they, they do a lot of things right. And then all of a sudden there's the 40 yard pass from the other team and, yep. you know, that puts them in scoring position. That's their only weakness that I see. Both lines are great. The offense is really good. Uh, they're on a, on a roll in affecting my Christmas shopping for the first time in a while. It's only happened a couple <laughs> of times in my lifetime. Uh, but but this is, um, you know, it lives up to what the coach said when he first got hired. If they could just fix that secondary, they could go a long way. But it is fascinating. So they're my number three.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And who would have thought that a Jared Goff led team would be an entertaining storyline heading into uh, the Christmas break? Who Well, have you look it? back on that trade. I know that Matthew Stafford trade. That's that's monumental, isn't it? Absolutely for both sides, by the looks of it, because the yeah. Lions have turned that into. Uh, a, high draft, a couple high draft picks, and they have Jared Goff, well, who's looked pretty good so far.
1: They, they have the Rams pick coming up in the next draft, and it's better than their own.
3: Yeah, exactly. What are the odds of that two years ago yeah. when we were talking about this? Um, yeah. My silver storyline from this week, how about the World Cup final? What oh! a oh! match! What a match! Absolutely oh, incredible game. A perfect way to end one of the most entertaining World Cup tournaments we have ever seen. Argentina, Messi gets his trophy. He is now considered by many to be the greatest of all time, and all that was holding him back was not having that. He's got it now. So, Daddy, that's my number two for the week.
1: Well, that's a great one. I mean, how do you explain uh, hat trick and penalty kick Four goals being scored, basically, and the team loses. Oh, I mean, one crazy. guy gets four goals and his team loses. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, i to lame out here. My, my, uh, silver is the Leafs, uh, just because of what I, we were talking about with Frankie C. Uh, they go into the Christmas break, uh, maybe where you had them in the standings, but that's not the story with this team. This team has battled, uh, roster adversity. They've done a really nice job. Goaltending tandem was, was, uh, slandered in the summertime is, is really a nice tandem. Yep. Um, and, and really, really all the concerns about the team have been, Unfounded. They've answered the bell in every sense, in every way
3: possible, and I really like where they are. This this could be a good story here. Absolutely, and I mean we've even seen the ups and downs. Like they haven't been getting the greatest goaltending in the last week and a half, and yet they're still finding ways to win games. They've lost so many players due to injury, especially on that back line. They're just making things happen, Taddy. It's a good story for sure. Yeah. All right, my number one for this week is the Mets being the high spenders that everyone expected them to be, but going even above and beyond, I think, everyone's expectations. They now have a payroll of over $450 million. They are in the luxury tax by $111 million, Taddy. Which is more than a
1: lot of teams pay.
3: (laughs) their, Their luxury tax is more than 10 teams will be paying for payroll this season. It is an absolutely ridiculous storyline. They keep going out and getting the biggest names. First it was Verlander. I mean actually, let's go back a year. They brought in Scherzer, now they have Verlander, now they have Correa, oh. who's not even gonna be playing shortstop. They they have so many good players that they're having players play out of position. It is an incredible thing that they are doing, and it has been the talk of MLB circles, and rightfully so. I hope it works for them. There was a year that
1: the Yankees were, were massively over the uh, the luxury tax, and in effect it was the lowly paid Marlins that beat them in the World <laughs> Series. And, and really what they were doing was they were paying the Marlins to beat them. Yeah, pretty how, much. Because of how how far over the, the luxury uh, tax they were. I mean, that, that's a ridiculous figure to be over. Yeah. That, that's, hard to, that's just irresponsible. But,
3: uh, you know, the rules say you can do it, so you can okay. do it. Well, when your owner, I think he's estimated to be worth like $17 billion or something. Yeah. yeah, I know, you can do it at that point. He, he,
1: <laughs> he wasn't, he didn't get the 17 billion by being an idiot and now, I Now, all of a sudden, all I of know. a sudden, <laughs> not going to finish the rest of the sentence. My number one is Pascal Siakam, uh, with the 52 points uh, in New York. Uh, you know, on the road at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. Uh, you know, there was all I watched the game. There's all kinds of stats about people who have done that on the road, and especially at Madison Square Garden, where literally everything imaginable in entertainment has already happened. Uh, that's a phenomenal performance. Uh, you know, if it was if it was at Scotiabank Arena, it would be phenomenal. But the fact that it happened there on the road is just puts it in another category. That that is
3: stunning. How about adding in the fact that the team was losers of six straight heading into that game? The Knicks were winners of their last eight going into that game. Everything led to the, the Raptors most likely losing that game. And then Siakam comes out and puts up 52. Incredible.
1: Yeah. After he played 48 minutes the the game before. Yep. And we were, even on the post game, we're, we're thinking, he's going to be tired. That's 48 minutes out of a 53 minute game because it was uh, five minutes of overtime. And, and uh, look at that. He, he, was, a lot of running. he wasn't tired at all. A lot of running for that man. Good, good on him. Yep. Absolutely. Did we do it? We did it. Okay, so I have to read this now for the traffic. Traffic is brought to you by JamPro, Canada's leader in commercial cleaning and disinfection services. Trust the professionals at JanPro. Visit them today at JamPro.ca. Oh, yes, guy. Gameplay. Jim Taddy, something from Matthew Cause, talking baseball now. Let's bring in Jake Mintz, host of the Cespedes Family Barbecue Podcast and Sirius XM and MLB on Fox. Writer Jake, how are you today, sir?
2: I am doing wonderfully, not as wonderfully as Carlos Correa, but still pretty good nonetheless.
1: Yes, well, <laughs> that's a, that's a different uh, different atmospheric level, isn't it? I mean, that, that's up there. So let, let's talk about the Mets and their they've been they boosted their payroll to four hundred and fifty million smackers. How do you make sense of any of this?
2: Well, the important thing to understand, right, when we talk about that number is that that's going to be the final dollar figure spent i'm not trying to belittle 450 million but the payroll number is closer to around 370 ish 360 ish the number they get you from there to 450 maybe even 500 is going to be the amount of taxes in penalties that the owner steve cohen is going to pay on the overage right in baseball there's no hard cap there's only a luxury tax and so for every dollar over, I believe it's $290, $293. They pay 90% on the dollar. And so that's why this number is going to end up so high.
1: I mean, those numbers are startling. Um, Let me ask you this. If it doesn't work out, what's the fallout from this?
2: Uh, The fallout is that they will spend more money on other players next year. (laughs) Um, it, it, It does kind of heighten the stakes for 2023, right? Because... One of two things will happen. Either the Mets are going to win the World Series and everyone in Queens will be happy about it, or they will lose and it will be a story when they do that. Um, The the way to really understand what the Mets and their owner Steve Cohen are doing is to look across the Atlantic Ocean at what some of the European soccer clubs are doing and how they go about spending their money, right? The the, the closest analogy is Manchester City. It's not anything in American or Canadian sports history, uh, the amount of money that these people, that Steve Cohen has to spend on his team
1: it's just it's a phenomenal number but I mean there's good and bad to it I mean I think that a lot of us that that have uh, you know spent a time certainly in the last 15 20 years in the salary cap world regardless of the sport get a little frustrated uh, especially those in Toronto when you're you're dealing with the center of the hockey universe but you have to spend what other markets can and, and New York's always got its own economy so so there they are spending 450 million bucks and 110 goes to the salary uh, you know the, the the tax department which gets uh, you know sp- uh, spread out across other teams. I mean, there's, there's good to it, isn't there?
2: Yeah, there certainly is. And I always, I, I, I'm a believer that most ownership groups are spending less money than they could afford to. And what an owner like Steve Cohen does with the Mets is he's raising the level to say, you want to compete? You want to own a sports team in, in Major League Baseball? Fine. Here's what you have to do, right? You have to get to this level. And that heightens the, the level of competition in baseball and it makes it more interesting to follow right like yankees mets games this year are going to be must watch tv
1: yeah absolutely so let's talk about the yankees and the fallout from aaron judge bet on himself and and earned another 146 million bucks what do you think the ripple effect of that is
2: i mean it's good for the yankees right and and i was at the judge press conference two days ago at yankee stadium and what i was struck by is how easy it would have been for him to say i was always coming back that this was destiny right this was predetermined preordained baseball sports history but he didn't handle it like that he was more honest and said like yeah there were moments where i could have gone to san francisco or san diego i legitimately consider those offers And at the end of the day, the Yankees gave him what he was looking for, and that was an extra year, a ninth year, on the end of his contract. And Hal Steinbrenner, the owner of the Yankees, for the first time, kind of in his reign as owner, since his father, George, passed away, has kind of lived up to those expectations that his dad set, right? Like, no one wields and dealed harder than George Steinbrenner. And Hal picked up the phone from vacation in Italy, called Aaron Judge directly in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. Pacific time and said, what's it going to take to get this thing done? Judge said it's going to take a ninth year, and Hal said the ninth year is yours, you eight. a hmm.
1: uh, Do you think the Yankees, I, I know you, I'm not going to dispute what you just said there, but do you think they got played a little on this?
2: By Judge? I'm sure they did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, that's the cost yeah. of doing business. The They could not afford to lose that guy based yeah. upon where they are on a cultural level and based upon where they are at a competitive level with their roster none of it works if he's not there they don't sign carlos rodan back if judge is not there they don't make any other moves if judge does not come back and so again like the money is just in my mind like it's monopoly money to me you know what i mean like i'm not paying yeah. it so the upshot is that he's on the team right
1: yeah yeah and as you watched him last year, I think most of us would look at him and go, he has to be a Yankee. He's, he's the quintessential Yankee. I, I know he could go somewhere else, but it just doesn't make any sense. And It didn't make any sense for, for us watching, but also for the franchise. They couldn't let that
2: happen, could they? Well, they, they were so reliant on him. I mean, you folks up there, you, you, you saw that team quite a bit. Like yeah. At the end of the year, it was Judge and, and 25 schlubs. Like, they... <laughs> They just didn't have the depth on that roster. They were so reliant on him. And, and, like, some other guys will take steps forward, and he'll probably take some step back. He's not hitting 62 home runs again. But you need that. They needed that guy. If they want to be competitive in the next five to ten years, like, you need to sign Judge. And if he's bad in year seven, year eight, like, that's, like I said, the cost of doing business. But if they don't sign Judge, the Blue Jays are favorites in that division. And I think that oh, okay. with Judge, the Yankees remain favorites in that division.
1: Okay, so you, you mentioned Blue Jays, so let's segue over there. Did they do enough?
2: Did they do enough to what? Right, so well, that's, yeah. that's the question. Did they do yeah. enough to win the division? They did enough yeah. to put themselves in position to win the division. Yeah, they, like, they could do it. I don't think they're the favorites. I think it's likely they make the playoffs. I think you can expect a bit of a bounce back from Vlad Jr. after what was a spectacular season, but worse than his 2021. I think Bo Bichette has even more room to grow. I, I really like the Chris Bassett acquisition and their rotation. I think that Jose Barrios has to be better than he was in 2022. And if you pencil Gossman and Manoa and at the top of that rotation, that's one of the best handful of rotations in all of baseball. And I think that they are certainly a favorite to make the postseason. But Aaron Judge puts the Yankees just another little half step above them right now. Again, that's not the end of the world. If you can get in with the wild card, you can make it to the World Series, as we saw with the Phillies last season. But I'm sure that there is some frustration out there in Canada, and, and you can speak to this a little better than me, that the team is there. The roster is there. They did the hard yeah. part, right? It developed yep. these homegrown players in Manoa and Guerrero and Bichette. And I'm sure fans would like to see one more leap of investment on a financial level to send the team over the top. Is, is that a fair assessment?
1: That's, that's it, exactly. So when you said put themselves in a position, uh, that's my fear, is that they're on a yearly basis going to put themselves in a position and they're they're sort of waiting for the baseball gods to, to take the next step. And I, I'm not a big fan of that based on the division they're in and, and who they're up against. So that would be my fear, is that they might be in the right position year after year after year and not have anything to show for it.
2: Right. And there is something to be said about being the second best team in your division for 10 years as opposed to being the best team in your division for five, right? Because yeah. you can fluke you your way to a World Series title. Like the Nats in 2019 are the best example of a team that can do that. Now, it makes it harder, for sure. And the answer to the question is, well, I would just rather be the best team for 10 years. Why split the difference? You know, And I think that it, the, the frustration from Jays fans is completely legitimate. That you yeah. did the hard part as an organization. Go get Carlos Rodan. Make this rotation elite, elite instead of just very, very good. Now, all that being said, this is a team to be excited about heading into oh, yeah. 2023.
1: Yeah, there, there's plenty there. I just, my concern, as I said, would be that uh, you're a player short. And I, I think we felt that at the trade deadline. And I, and I think. You, people would still feel that right now, that they would applaud everything that's done, but there, there's one missing piece, maybe.
2: Yeah, definitely. And when you take into account that Teoscar Hernandez you know, is out the door and that the lineup took maybe a half step back, there has to be some frustration from Blue Jays fans. And, you know, the Red Sox won't be as bad as they were last year. Tampa Bay is yeah. always going to be annoying, if not good. And then yeah. the Orioles are a completely different team moving forward than they were in the last handful of seasons, right? That's a legitimate ball club now. So, you know, it's, it's a competitive division. That makes those games very enjoyable to watch as a neutral fan, I would say. But for Jays fans, they're in for another heck of a season. And, you know, it's frustrating to look across at the American League Central and be like, oh, well, if we were over there, we would run away with the division. Um, <laughs> but I, I, my hope for everyone up north is you get more than two games in October in 2023.
1: Okay, so aside from the New York teams and what we just talked about, who else did, did something in the offseason that you really liked?
2: Something that I really, really liked. I, <laughs> the San Diego Padres signing Xander Bogarts really stuck out to me. I think that is a player who will age particularly well. Now, giving anyone 11 years is a roll of the dice in a gamble, on the unknown, but if we take a look at a player like Michael Brantley with the Astros, where he's developed in his mid to late 30s into a guy who just hits. Like, he's a hitter, professional, at-bat taker, maybe not the best athlete in the world, but will go up and give you a competitive at-bat. That's what I think Xander Bogarts will become once he loses the flash that he's got right now in his mid or in his early 30s, right? As he ages, I think he's going to age really well. And I'm excited to see what that Padres team with Fernando Tatis Jr. coming back playing outfield, which they've announced, uh, across from Monsoto is going to look like. So that's one team I really like what they did. Um, And then the one team I'm skeptical about is the Texas Rangers who went out and signed Jacob deGrom. I just don't know if it makes them good enough to compete in the American League West, even with deGrom at the front of the rotation.
1: Is is there anybody that absolutely did the wrong thing or or really messed up so far?
2: Anybody who really messed up. I think that the the two teams that have received the most scorn would be San Francisco and Boston. I'll start with the Giants out West. You know, they were in the mix for Aaron Judge, who's from about two hours away from their stadium, and they ended up missing out on him. No shame in that. The Yankees were going to do everything they could to bring it back. But they had Carlos Correa signed, except for the, you know, the, the T's weren't crossed, the I's weren't dotted, but they had his jersey ready to go. They had the press conference scheduled. He was in the hotel room in San Francisco with his whole extended family. And then bang, they were the ones who backed out of the deal. And they are left with egg on their face. They do not have the superstar they've been looking for. And that fan base is incredibly frustrated right now. Now, that team got better than it did last year, than it was last year. But still, it's tough to have two players like that on your radar and end up with none of them. And then Boston is the team that I think got a lot of criticism because they were unable to bring Xander Bogarts back. He'd been there for a long, long time. I think he came up in the 2013 season. He'd been a, a staple of that organization for a decade. And the Red Sox just didn't make a strong financial push to keep him around. It's frustrating when you're looking at an organization that is absolutely raking in money. Why aren't you spending it on a player that the fan base cares about is a really legitimate question.
1: Jake, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Happy holidays.
2: Absolute pleasure. Good luck to all the Jays fans up north.
1: Thank you very much. That's Jake Mintz. At Jake underscore Mintz is the Twitter account host of the his family barbecue, podcast, and Sirius XM and MLB and Fox writers. So, I mean, there's the interesting premise there, as he said, and I might disagree with him. Do you want 10 years of second place, or do you want five great years? i take the five great years, and, and you're assuming that the five great years results in a World Series appearance or likely win, um, and that mirrors the Raptor story, doesn't it? Uh, you know, the, the uphill climb. Uh, from what 2013 until 2019, so that's a six-year climb uh, with a championship. And, you know, there's some pain after, but but not severe pain. I'd rather I'd rather you you win. The second place ten years in a row doesn't do anything to me. That's just the way I look at it. That's like um, uh, you you know you you tried, but but you sort of uh, put your your fate in in the hands of the the baseball gods to finish it off for you. It's 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 an incomplete grade is, is the way I would look at that. It was fun, but it's an incomplete grade. Gameplay on TSN 1050 is brought to you by. FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. This is gameplay. TSN 1050, TSN 1050.ca, and the iHeartRadio app.
0: This is gameplay. Can I get in on that? On TSN 1050. You
1: broke his thumbs. It was an accident. (laughs) Is that what you call it when somebody doesn't pay up?
2: Embrace the odds. I want winners. Sound
0: of the day! Sound of the day! Here comes the sound of the day!
1: Oh, and it's a beauty! This is AB Al's brother just trashing Luke Wilson. Luke uh, earlier this week in Overdrive said he wanted out. He wanted to get you know, get away from AB and, and O'Dog and their their pick team. And, and boy, I mean AB just let them have it. Take a listen. No, I feel great. I feel fantastic.
0: I mean, honestly, that, that guy's been dead weight for a couple of weeks here. He's feeding me bad information, and now I feel like my mind is clear. I don't have to go with those stupid Seattle Seahawks. I don't have to you know, question myself and, and, and take wow. the Browns when he wanted the Ravens. I can just pick whoever I want tonight. If I want to take the Jets, I'll take the Jets. If I want the Jags, I'll go with the Jags. I can make my wow. own decisions with the tremendous information that I uncover and not have that nitwit
1: getting into my brain, because oh he's God, now with crazy. the of Brian cr- Wow. Nitwit. Wow. Oh, oh. That's Strong classic. words from uh, AB there. AB is a free man now, though. You get the impression he was boxed in.
3: <laughs> but crazy. the funny thing is, is that he wasn't boxed in. It was supposed to be a conversation, and now he's just blaming everything on Luke, even though when Luke came in, they were two and six. Now... Now they're actually winning games. Uh, they're they're above five hundred. I don't know how this could be, possibly be Luke's fault in any way, shape, or form. And I think Frankie C. He's he just turned his mic on. He's got something to say here, Taddy. It's sad to see oh. Taddy, isn't it? Like it's really <laughs> yeah. sad to see someone that
0: delusional.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> you
0: just you just hope you you hope he can get on the right side of things. Really, you don't want to oh, see that. Oh,
1: oh boy. <laughs> nitwit is pretty strong i would never say that <laughs> yeah
0: where did, he, where did he pull that
1: from like that's, uh, that's a vintage, that, i don't think i've ever that, heard that's a vintage that slam hilarious yeah. So. yeah yeah nitwit i mean i'm surprised he didn't call him a rat fink. i mean that that's that's old stuff <laughs> that's before yes guy was even invented oh yes guy was wasn't even yes at that point oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just guy <laughs> it wasn't it was like a syllable i mean it wasn't even wasn't even a phrase oh man yeah that's strong it's unfortunate it really is don't let him do that to you buddy no no i keep i keep al's
0: brother at a a, at a good distance you know we're we're close but we're not too close we're not getting in cahoots on
1: anything the way uh the way they did this is when my line works and, and the line is this won't hurt a bit i lied (laughs) <laughs> that's where that's really effective in a situation like that <laughs>
0: yeah all right guy i'm logging off you can wrap up the show okay
1: yeah take care yeah you yeah, of course yeah you've got the uh, overdrive next with hayes frankie c and, and Kara Wagland. and everybody behaves when Kara's around i just want to point that out so i'm glad she's on i believe on it's dave
3: guys... it's dave actually not Kara. Oh, oh, Kara dave. Was yesterday oh. yes
1: oh too bad that means they're going to be all i like, uh, no, know they're going to be all over the place I don't know what's going on yeah Festchuck, chuck right yeah dave Festchuck. Yes. yeah i'm with him a couple times next week i think Anyway, Game Plan TSN 1050 was brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. So we've got, what, about a minute and a half? Yep. I'm, all, I'm I'm really excited because we've got the World Juniors tonight on TSN. You can watch it, Canada against Finland, final tune-up game. We've got the Raptors against Cleveland, and our pregame show on TSN 1050 starts at 7, the tip at 7.30. So Warren War, Josh Lewenberg, Paul Jones, and Javon Shepard will be with me on that. And, of course, we've got the World Juniors on, on Monday, and we start our, our pregame is at 6. So, looking forward to that. Sean Simpson is my co-host on that, and uh, Gareth McDonald is the play-by-play. We had a nice conference call the other day. Everybody's all set to go. And Halifax, great Scotia Bank. Uh, uh, what is it? Scotia Bank Center is, is what that ring is called. Yeah, Scotia Bank Center. Yeah. Used to be called the Metro Center way back when I worked there <laughs> a, a long, long time ago. I, I was there an opening night uh wow. you know and, and uh, just a quick story we were using film then and my news director came up to me and said you use 3000 feet and i said so and he said well that's your monthly allowance i said well now you're telling me too bad and the <laughs> next day the video came in and i didn't care the video was created <laughs> Yeah, you know, he could have told me, right? I could have said you have three thousand feet. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So so somewhere in that building, the C T V building in Halifax is this three thousand feet of opening night of the what was then called the Metro Center. <laughs> oh,
3: God, Not that anybody
1: it. cares, but you know, maybe Paul Hollingsworth could look into that for us. Uh so just want to wish everybody a happy holidays and join us tonight for Raptors basketball on T S N ten fifty. Overdrive with Hayes, Frankie C and Dave Festjuk is next.